0: And welcome to yet another episode on the Think It Through Podcast. Podcast that states there is no truth until you decide what truth is, and we're here to help you think it through. And on today's podcast, I'm coming in here with a new segment for you guys, and it's called Morning Conversation. These conversations are just for me to quickly jump in, tell you my thought on something that is a burning hot topic, and we get it in in 30 minutes or less. And today we're going to talk about the unfortunate, unfortunate, tragic situation that unfolded down in Texas with the Robert Rob Elementary School that left about 19 some odd people, uh, mostly children, and two adults. Um dead. So we're going to talk about that and how we can elevate higher so that we can think it conversation. I want to have a conversation around yet another tragic uh, mass shooting. This one happened to have taken uh, taken place at an elementary school of all places. Now as I unpack my thoughts on this tragic situation, here's my thing, family. I'm a mom. My son is now an adolescent. He, um, In about a month and some change, he will be 12 years old. And I am a single mother. My son, up until this point, has been a product of the public school system. I in no way, shape, or form condone what has happened. And my heart goes out to those parents who lost their children. I agree wholeheartedly in the sentiment that no parent should have to bury their child, let alone in such a manner as this. Having said that, now what we all know will occur is we're going to have a debate about gun laws. Oh my God! How do children or teenagers get a hold of these guns and let alone bring them to the schoolhouse? Now, in December of this year, it was brought to my attention by a friend of mine that this year will be the 10th anniversary of Sandy Hook. Now, we're not gonna nitpick and jump down that rabbit hole. If you know, you know. However, it is senseless to think that it is okay for a teenager to shoot up a schoolhouse. Plain and simple. But here's where I pivot back and I get you to step outside of this situation. No, everything is not a conspiracy. I already know that because I've argued with that uh, notion just this morning with a couple of people that I know. No, everything is not a conspiracy. But here's the thing. Our government understands on a higher level that when you get people react out of their emotions you can literally take their grief excitement or sorrow or anger or their fears and you can make their mind shift into what you want them to do or how you want them to respond and this is no different In this case, they're going to use these mass shootings and they are going to shift, your mainstream media is going to shift your emotions into that of, well, what are we supposed to do about these guns? Instead of taking a step back and saying, hold up, wait a minute, it's not necessarily the guns that's the problem, it is the situation that in this case is isolated. Everybody is not going to wake up, God forbid, and we all gonna shoot up schools all at once. That is not gonna happen. We are probably the only place in the world that affords a freedom that allows us to bear arms. That is what makes the United States different than any other country on this planet period point blank simple now you go and take and you contrast our country and our right to bear arms to those countries who do not those people are oppressed and they're still experiencing a lockdown family you gotta understand that we are yet in another election cycle. In this case, we have the midterm elections that is going to be upon us. At the same time, this week, right now, we have a group of people who are deciding the very sovereignty of this country. I'm going to say it to you again. Yet again, right now, We have a small group of people who are deciding the sovereignty of this country by usurping our health laws to render the United States a puppet organization to be used as a tool by the rest of the world, meaning that our constitution would not stand. You can go look it up yourself. You can look up the World Health Organization's um, assembly that is happening right now in Geneva, Switzerland. If you look at every tragedy that we deem um, important and or history-worthy, you will find that these happenings usually occur when there is something much more important that is occurring at simultaneously at the same time. And in this case, it is that health assembly. And running concurrent to that is the World Economic Forum meeting. Family, this is the same textbook play that our government uses to keep us distracted and our eyes off of the prize. The prize in this case is for us to have freedom, freedom in every form. That is the one thing that is under attack. And I've said on this platform since the beginning of this year, hashtag privacy is the brand new warfare. Don't let nobody fool you into thinking that what's going on in the Ukraine, Taiwan, Yemen, Somalia or any other place is more important than your privacy. Your privacy is the number one thing that every government on this planet is trying to figure out how they can usurp. And if you look and you use America as a caveat or a means of measurement, you can see how well they're doing at eroding our rights. And in this case, and on today, that right happens to be the manner of which you protect yourself, which is your right to bear arms. Simultaneously, that runs concurrent to the Fourth Amendment, which dictates that you as a person and or we as a people have the right to be safe and secure in and on our person and or property. Now, the question you have to ask yourself is, Who decides how how is it that you protect yourself? That's the biggest question. It's not a matter of the type of shooting situation, who shot who, none of that. The question that you have to ask yourself, no matter what happens today, tomorrow, or in the future, who gives the government the right to dictate to us what it means and what it looks like to protect ourselves? no one according to the United States Constitution has the right to take that right away from us they do not have the, the means nor grounds to tell us that we cannot have a gun and they can't tell us the type of gun that you should have Uncle Sam spends $700 million a day on a war easy and they use hella weapons. Do anybody go to them and tell them, oh, you shouldn't have an assault weapon? You should only have a handgun. Hell, you should only have a knife. We don't do that to Uncle Sam. So, why is it that he has the right to tell us what we can and can't do, how we should do it? Because somebody shot up the school? No. Like I said, I don't condone what happened because I am a mother. And I can't tell you how I would feel at this moment if I woke up today and my son wasn't living. Because somebody was stupid enough to come and bring a gun to my, my child's school and let loose. However, family, the two do not, the two um, are not the same. Someone having a gun and shooting someone, let alone uh, a group of people, for whatever reason, does not coincide with your right to bear arms. The two are mutually exclusive of one another. The government is going to use this situation and the Buffalo shooting situation as a means to point the finger at people who are conservative. That is what they're going to use this as. There's already been a representative who has been called out for being nothing more than a Republican. Somebody was on Twitter talking a whole bunch of stuff to this one uh, Republican. I think his name is Briner Brenner or something like that. And somebody said that he had blood on his hands because of his stance on gun laws. That is very selfish and is very uncalled for. Some people might say, well, don't you think that the gun laws could be different? Yeah, they could. Am I saying that people with mental illness should have a right to walk onto a school grounds, let alone of all places and open fire on a group of children? Hell no, they should But at the same time, we have to be very clear on what it is that we're defining as rules for you to have a gun. Because remember, our Second Amendment right says that we have the right to bear arms. And our Fourth Amendment right has tells us that we have the right to be safe and secure in and on our person and our property. So if I go out into a public place and I don't feel safe and secure, well, I live in Ohio, we have a open carry law. You don't get the right to tell me that I can't I can't be safe and secure when I'm out and about. Now, should you have guns at school? No. No, you should not. But to cherry pick isolated events and then say that that is the blanket reason as to why we need to come for your guns, that is asinine and it's dumb have to take yourself outside of your emotions and look at the bigger picture. As you can see, 2022 has been off to a, a hell of a start. These, this is, and I've said this before, and I said this on my last episode. You can go back and you can listen to it. And I said that this is the same textbook, the textbook of sensationalism. They will use abortion. They will use gun laws. They will use race, your socioeconomic status. The government is not dumb. As you can tell, family, let me like I said before, let me bring this to your awareness. The government dropped the first world countries drop bombs on third world countries. They physically fight these people. They physically send our military in different Um, allies to fight poor nations and we shoot and drop bombs on schools we rape and pillage women of other countries more so than not black and brown countries around the world and don't nobody say nothing did you guys know that there's still a war being fought in the Sudan and in Somalia do you they're getting worldwide recognition right now? Do you know how many bombs we've dropped as a country? And I'm talking about Americans. Do you know how many bombs we've dropped on hospitals and schools? So let's not point the finger and say, oh my God, somebody shot up an elementary school. Unless you're going to take into account the many hospitals and schools that we've dropped bombs on for the last 50 years. America doesn't have the right to tell its citizens that you can't have a gun, but yet they have bombs that they're using right now. We just sent over about $70 billion to the Ukraine to do what? To drop bombs and missiles and point them at Russia. So we, we cannot cherry pick incidents to use as an outcry to say, oh my God. We got to do something about these gun laws. No, you don't. Because most of us are not sitting out here shooting and killing people. You have very sick and angry people who are doing that. There's about, off the record, there's about 400 million Americans. We only count about 320 We got about 400 million Americans. Do you know how many of us is going out here and shooting everybody um, on any given day? Not many of us. So the guns is not the problem. People are not, a a whole broad group of people is not the problem. These are individuals and they should be treated as individuals. My right to carry a gun, whether it's a handgun, an AK-47, a 50 cal, whatever I think is justifiable for me to have, I should have that without any restrictions. In other countries and other groups and walks of life, of people that actually use guns, do you not know that? Most people who live out in rural America, they start training their children how to to shoot guns at six and seven years old. And they're not doing it as a means of being reckless. They're doing it as a means of preservation and education. It is only when we see incidents like this where a random knuckleheaded teenager opens fire on an elementary school when we say, oh my God, that's bad. Do you know over in Africa where you have uh, outlawed militias, do you know that they give those children guns at eight and nine years old? And they're not giving them any proper training. They're just putting a gun in their hand to defend themselves against their enemies. Family, we got to be more critical when we see situations like this. You've seen Columbine, you've seen Sandy Hook, you're seeing this situation with uh, the elementary school. Hell, I live in Cleveland. I can remember when I was in high school, there was a a little boy named Ace Coon that got mad and and wanted to. uh, He brought a gun to his high school, and he, he was he was mad. Instead of us running away from incidents like this and saying, oh my God, we need to take your guns away, we need to start hugging our children. We need to start getting more involved with these children. These children are gonna fight, they're gonna get mad, they're gonna get upset. Some of these kids, depending on their social economic background, they don't feel as though they have anything better to do than to find the streets. They wanna, they wanna join a gang. They want to be with the M crowd. They want to be accepted. A lot of these kids get bullied and that'll be the thing that they turn to because they don't feel like they have an outlet. This is our fault. This not that that young man who shot those children. I don't blame him. There's something wrong in our children where they feel like they do have to get a gun and they do have to take it to a school. That's our fault as an adult. Uh, as as adults. That is not on that young man. Now, that's his karma and his soul that's going to have to deal with that. But that is something that we have, to, we have to work on as a community. Do you guys know right now uh, Joe Biden's DOJ his Department of Justice still, Merrick Garland they have still not rescinded their memo on arresting parents for coming to uh school uh parent teacher conferences and meetings and showing up to the school board do you know that that memo has not been rescinded and it's been over a year if anything to avoid situations that happened yesterday to avoid that type of thing from happening we do need to be more involved as parents. You do need to take time out. If you've never volunteered at your child's school, you should. If we're if if, if the if the new uh situation is these these young men are targeting elementary schools, it's time to get more involved with the elementary schools. This wouldn't happen if We had situations where you had block clubs, you had street clubs, you had a neighborhood watch. No, Regardless of your social economic status, it shouldn't be that better neighborhoods actually do these things. It should be a custom that you have a neighborhood watch club, block club, active precinct committee members. See, the problem is we don't talk to each other as neighbors no more. We don't wanna believe that some of our children are hard-headed. They are mischievous. They would never bring a gun to school. They probably can. This goes back to us as adults. What are we doing in our own community? That, the community mindset has been the calling card of this platform. So I'm gonna always turn around on the community and the adults. What are some solutions? Some solutions is you need to form a street club. If you don't know what ward you live in, what precinct you live in, you need to start there. I told y'all before, you don't have to wait for your local government. You don't have to wait for Biden. You don't have to wait for nobody. It is up to you. If you live in the area where it's not cohesive, and you may not be in a position where you can leave, then you can do something about it. Start one. It only takes two or three neighbors to create your own block club. I have mine. Mine's the Clifton Baltic uh, neighborhoods. Reach out to your local community development corporations. You have them in every backyard. You have one. All you need to do is figure out where you live. If you figure out where you live, according to your precinct level and your ward level, then you will be able to find the community development corporation that is in your neighborhood. These are the types of things and programs that they have readily available. The reason why they're not active is because you're not active. If you can't name to me at least five neighbors that live on your street, do you know their name? Do you know their occupation? I'm not saying you have to know their social security number, but damn it, if you can't go out your house and you can't name at least five people that live on your street that are adults and you don't know their occupation, then there's something wrong. That's your fault that your, your neighborhood looks the way it does. I can tell you damn near mostly everybody that live over here. I can tell you something about them. I can tell you they have it. I can tell you whether they got kids or not. And if they got kids, I can tell you the school that they go to. I can recognize these children that live in my neighborhood. If you can't do that, then that's your fault. You are the reason why certain adverse events occur. Now I'm not gonna tell you that this shooting is your fault. No, it's not your fault. I would never say that. But when you look at the conditions of your own neighborhood, if they're not conducive to the way you want to live, then maybe it's up to us to start changing that. Maybe it's time for us to get involved. If you don't want to get involved with your street club, goddammit, if you live a few blocks away from a school, you should know the name of the school and you should at least know some of those kids by name. If you can't name the fucking uh, Crossing Guard, shame on you. You don't even know the principal who runs the school and you live within five blocks of the fucking elementary school. That's your fault. We are to blame for that elementary school shooting in a sense that we do not know our community. See, we too afraid to tell other parents when you do wrong. We don't praise other parents. We don't talk to other parents. So then when shit like this happen, we all sitting around here crying And sitting over here helping these parents bury their children. No, say something. Start talking to one another. That's exactly why I created Uniting Communities First. a, A forthcoming 5013C. So that things like that don't happen. And to protect us from having our guns stripped away from us because of an isolated incident. Remember family, there's about 400 million Americans who call America home. Whether here and or abroad. And that's the unofficial number. Everybody's not shooting up a school family. And that's just the long and short of it. I sympathize with those parents who have lost their children. I don't know what I would do if I lost mine. Um, could I have compassion for that shooter it would depend on the age and situation and mental background of that shooter I don't wish death upon no one let alone a child but I refuse to relinquish my emotions to that of oh my god we got to do something about gun rights no We need to be more active in our own community so that that type of thing doesn't happen. We could cut down on crime if you knew your neighbor. Maybe if you said hi and bye to your neighbor, that might stop them from wanting to shoot themselves or shooting someone else. We gotta stop being so scary around other people. See, you watch too much of the mainstream media and they'll have you scared of everything. They're going to have you scared because you live next to a black person. They're going to have you scared because you live next to a Muslim. They're going to be having you scared because you can't say shit about gay people or trans people. They're going to have you scared because you might be living next to a Russian. Who gives a shit? America is a melting pot of different and diverse ethnic and cultural peoples. If you live in low income areas, chances are you live around poor black people, poor white people, poor Africans that come from the motherland. You live uh, uh, next door to poor uh, South uh, American people. You live next to poor Mexicans. You live next to poor Asians. Come on now, you live next to veterans you do live next to gay people, who gives a shit? We we watch so much of the mainstream media that it, it's literally separating and dividing us on bullshit. Just like before, two weeks ago, we was talking about abortion rights. Who gives a shit if a woman wanna have an abortion? Now, should she be trying to get rid of the baby Um, up until birth? Hell no, that's not cool neither. But also telling the woman she can't have one no matter what—that's wrong too. You see, you see the dichotomy of always having us at uh, at odds with one another. The way you solve this is starting to talk to one another. You gotta live next to your neighbor, and even if you move, you ain't the average person ain't going out here buying no five hundred acre farm. You ain't got money like that. Most of us are not Jeff Bezos. Learn to live with your neighbors. Learn to talk to your neighbors. Stop being scared of your neighbors. You need to get involved so that you can think higher and so that we all can think it through. Thanks for allowing me to talk to y'all. I'm going to upload this episode. This is a new uh, segment that I'll be doing from time to time um that is going to be entitled um morning conversations so check me out follow me on instagram at think it through podcast i love y'all y'all stay safe out there keep rocking in the free world and think it through